This episode of the Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Gwen Rochesco, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends. The show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. And I'm Schumann, and this is episode 386, The Bulls, The Boys, and The Champ is Back, Baby. God, of course he's going to pull that shit Fucking off. Fucking self-congratulatory <laughs> bullshit to open the season. Well, it's not the open second episode, so go fuck yourself. Well, you, you missed the last episode. So. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so if you're listening to this, stop it, pause it, go to YouTube, watch, because this is an actual video podcast this time. Uh, second segment, we have a very special guest. I'm not going to set, give it away right now, but you'll want to watch. You'll want to watch. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. All I can say is Terminator. Just <laughs> they will be responsible. Yeah, Skynet will come back because of them. All right. Uh, so, uh, real quick, just uh, recap what's left of the preseason news. Two things. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to fuck his name up for a while. Uh, Laquinas. Uh, we'll wait till, we'll till Kanji pronounces it, and then we'll know. Yeah. Uh, which, come back to that in a second. Uh, he is probably signed as a, as a designated player. So not only did we actually go buy somebody, we bought a designated player. Yeah. Is, whether that's actually worth anything, we'll find out. <laughs> um, Tom Edwards is now back for 2022 on loan. Yeah, I think he might be hurt, though. So uh, I, I saw something on, I think, Reddit where they totally mentioned a possible foot injury. Yeah, still. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. And it just and it just got signed, so he's not even going to be there for the um, same as any match anyway, so. I mean, he still at some point should show up a right back position. So, and he was very good last year. So, true. I, I don't hate the signing. No, it's not a bad signing. I wish it was permanent, but it's not a bad signing right now. Uh, preseason matches. Guess what? We suck. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Still> figure. <laughs> Six one loss to LAFC being the, the uh, cornerstone of the preseason. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, they're just practicing. Don't worry, they're just practicing. <laughs> so do we talk need to about practice? Do we, we need to talk any bit? Practice. <laughs> Coming up with the Allen Iverson quote, nice. Uh, do we even need to talk about the rest of the pre? I mean, it's nothing really happened since last episode. Yeah. I, it, it, well, Truman hasn't been on, so he takes the floor. True. He should give. You, you give us your opinions. Wow, what exciting preseason action that I definitely didn't watch and only read on Twitter. What barn-burning action we saw in those games that they played. Uh, I don't really care. I don't really give two shits about preseason games. It means nothing, as it always does. 
Because I think we know how this season is going to go. Eh. <laughs> eh. Uh, so I don't have it in there. Let's, we, we have to do this. Our season predictions, that's a good point to jump into it. So Truman, what's your prediction for the season? Now, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I think they're going to be a little better than meh that I predicted last year. What I'm hoping, and totally being honest here, what I'm really hoping out of this team is that the young kids have meshed last year. What you want to see in a team like this. We, oh, so we talked about it last year, right? What, what did we say? We're like, hey, they have a bunch of young players. If they were going to stick together and you'd hope they get improved and get better the next year because we were re- – Really worried that they would all just get dispersed to different Red Bull teams in Brazil and Germany and wherever else they have teams, right? Japan, who the hell knows? They have 48 teams at this point. Uh, F1 Racing, I think a couple of the players we're going to go to. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're the pit crew now in F1. Yeah. yeah. But I think with Caden Clark coming back, um, which is really, I think, because of how we finished last season. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, though. Um, I'd honestly like to see if the team can gel more. Um, we knock on wood have a very good goalkeeper who we, who we smashed early in the year and definitely got way better. Defense is good. I think they could be better than last year. Now that might be one more place in the standings, maybe two more places in the standings and probably another heartbreaking first round exit, maybe a second round appearance. Are they a championship team? No, we all know they're not, they're not, they're not close yet. Um, but if we can continue on this path, which three of us know is not going to happen, but I'm just being hopeful of building this core, plugging in good players, and, and just building it further and further, then I, I definitely see them being better than last year. I, I really honestly think they could be a, a fifth-place team, if I'm being hopeful. I don't think fifth place is a terrible place, place to be for this team from last year. I think that I think for me personally that's the attainable spot. I mean that's a home playoff match, so yeah. Pat, what are your thoughts? So um, I, they, <clears throat> I mean I agree. I, I think they by and large kept the core that kept this team uh, that managed to make the playoffs last year intact. So and you got Tom Edwards back, which is great. Um, you know you lose Kyle Duncan, that sucks. You get Aaron Long back, that's good. Um, I still am extremely worried about this offense. I mean, Klamala is not a proven commodity. Laquinas has come from Poland. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, uh, what do we really expect out of guys at the Polish division? I mean, yes, I guess you can look at his FIFA ranking, which isn't bad. And uh, maybe he'll do something. I mean, I'm not predicting to be terrible, but designated player status? Uh, I mean, it's the same way I feel about Kamal. There are two designated players are not game changers, and that's what they need to be. And I would argue we have the core in place. Why not get a third designated player? And why not make them all guys who are pretty much guaranteed to make a difference on the team? I mean, I, I don't really believe we really need to build anything more. I think the time now to strike, the time to strike is now. And. Uh, we're just not doing it. I, I mean, so uh, I think considering this team has not missed the playoffs since 2009, at this point, it's you shouldn't bet against them. And because I think mediocrity, mediocrity gets you into the playoffs, that I think they will. But I, I'm I'm not as optimistic as Truman. I'd say seventh place. I think they squeak right in. Um, I think there's going to be some growing pains at the beginning of the season, like there always is, even in the seasons when we were good. 
And uh, unfortunately, unlike those seasons when we were good, I don't think they have the firepower to make it up to get to a much larger position. So uh, I'm going to have to say seventh place uh, and just backsliding into the playoffs with this team. Yeah. Realistically, I would say if if this is year two, we should improve. So it should be... At least sixth place and win a playoff game. I don't think it's going to happen because <laughs> we know how this team is. The Red Bulls in general are with playoffs. We suck. So um <laughs> doesn't matter which format the MLS uses to give us success. We just can't do anything with it. Um, I, I think sixth or seventh place, maybe being like two points away from missing out on the playoffs is realistic. Uh, apparently all the MLS writers again said we're not going to make it like they did last year. What they do, it's, it's nobody knows what the fuck's going to happen anyway. Uh, my bigger concern is the fact that Gerhard Struber came out in an article on MLSsoccer.com and basically uh, tried to downplay the forecast for the season. He said, uh, and I quote, I think I'm a realistic man. I'm not a dreamer. I know when th- everything goes in the right direction, when we make the right progress next two weeks, then I think we'll be an interesting team. But the needs, but this needs time right now. We are very, very young without many experienced players. This is the situation. I have to manage that. I have big trust in my players that we progress in the next few weeks, but this needs time. Well, guess what? You had a whole fucking offseason to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. I mean, I, I get wanting to downplay expectations, but I, you had a, year, a whole year under your belt. Uh, two off seasons at this point to to make this team the way you want it to be, right? The GM, whatever his fucking title is, Kevin Thewell has been here for this is I think his third off season now, right? Like building blocks or the, the ability has been there, right? You had your chances. This should be year two stepping up and improving the team. If you're coming in as the head coach and saying, I don't think we're going to be well the first few weeks of the season and that we don't have the players we need. Uh, uh, by, by, by the way, that GM is the same one who shipped off a, uh, a Brian White who then went on to score a bunch of goals for Vancouver Whitecaps. And he's not old, so I don't exactly know why he was shipped off. So, so we get Patrick Kamal, who scores a lot of penalty kicks. You know, but. Speaking of him. I got his new jersey because I was thinking, who the fuck's jersey do I get this year? I don't know. Let's just get that that penalty kick scoring machine jersey. But guys, I gotta say, they're gonna look fucking am- like amazing in these kits. These fucking jerseys, you can't even see how nice they are. I'm not even fucking around. These are really really nice jerseys this year. So at least if they're gonna play mediocre soccer. They look fucking great doing it. That's all I'm saying. They are going to look fucking sharp. I mean, this might be one of my, like, top two favorite Red Bulls jerseys. And, and in 2023, you're going to put that one in the closet to regret with the RZA jersey? Well, yeah, duh. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna, next year it's going to go right there next to the Daniel Jones jersey, retired. <laughs> yeah, right next, go right next I to uh, my Sam Darnold jersey. I have one of those. <laughs> Here's my bold prediction. Patrick Kamala breaks the goal-scoring record with nothing but penalty kicks. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> uh, 
Over uh, over under ten. Kamala, does he do it? Does he break ten? Does he get double digits this year? Ten just, just wait, just in penalty kicks or in goals total? Go. I'm I'm being serious here. Like goal scored. Under. What was he at last year? Like ninth? Eight? It wasn't ten. I, no, it wasn't no ten. Got to get him the ball. If someone I mean, can find him the ball consistently, he scores over ten. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen right now. Yeah. I mean, they, they you say this Morgan kid is good. I mean, he was Inter-Miami, and it's hard for me to believe anything good came out of Inter-Miami, <laughs> but they only say good, he was... Only good went to Inter-Miami, and that was Robles. Yeah. He went there, but that was yeah. it. Uh, I'd say more likely not he's under 10 this year. But if that happens, I don't see how. If our, if our primary goal scorer is not scoring double digits, then I, I, don't, I don't see how we make it out of the playoffs. Because yeah. they... they, they... The Red oh, I don't see how we get better than seventh, I should say. They right, but that's just they just score from a bunch of different guys that get like three goals. Everyone gets like three goals. That's pretty much what happens. We'll average like one point one goals a game, just enough to, <laughs> to sneak in. But hopefully the defense will play good enough, right? Hey, you guys predicted seventh place, which I think is better than what you predicted last year. So we're all thinking more positive than last year, right? <laughs> we've all predict- we've all predicted a couple spots up. I feel. I, I, well, here's the thing: I get it wrong every year. So the fact of the matter is, they probably won't make the playoffs because I'm thinking they will make the playoffs this year. Optimism. I'm always wrong. <laughs> gonna get them in. They go on a winning streak. I start to believe, predict wins. They start losing, as then like I'm like ah fuck this. I keep going that. Then they start winning again, and then I don't get the belt. That's right. That's that's why. That's why this always stays here. It just sucks that the measure of success for this team is did I make the playoffs. It's when it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be a New York fan of a team whose measure of success is just squeaking into the playoffs. Which that should be a basic requirement every year. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. I mean, I, no, I don't no, know. When, that, when half the league makes the playoffs, it should be a minimum requirement well, yes. to make the okay. playoffs. The extreme basic. Extreme basic. I mean, yes. I feel like. I mean, I hate to be the New York fan, but like, let's face it: the expectation is championships. And our, our front office and ownership has no interest in that. I yeah. really, I really don't understand why any of us are still doing this show, and why any of us still go to these games. I, well, I, I really, and, we, and I'm gonna watch on Saturday, and I'm not saying that. I'm, like, I'm gonna fucking watch this shitty ass team on Saturday. And I hope, I hope I eat my words at the end of the season, which is what I said. I think the last four or five seasons on this yep. show. Yep, it'd be I great. Hope I eat my words, right? Because that you'd be happy. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing! That has been a staple on this show for the last five fucking years, that soundbite. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, are, do we want to do dumping ground or just say fuck it and move on? I mean, no, we have a, real quick. I'll say this. We have a very big interview. We do. A big interview in the next segment. All right, so... I'll, so I'll just quickly, because, I mean, U.S., I mean, it's about a month out, but U.S. National Union Qualifier is coming up. However, I just want to run through that Weston McKinney is out for the next 8 to 12, 8 to Sucks. 10 to 12 weeks with a foot injury, so he will not be available for the next uh, qualifiers. That hurts, and these are somewhat crucial games. I mean, if you get three points out of them, they should, U.S. should be fine, but eh, this is not something you want to hear. And Gio Reyna also went down with an injury. However, apparently it's less serious, two weeks. But you could see uh, Dortmund saying, please don't call him up. 
And but I mean, I think uh, when this this crucial phase, Burkhalter has to be said, no, nah, we need him. Yeah, so yeah. so fingers crossed that it won't be an issue. But that, I think those are the two things that to real quick to run down and dumping ground. Okay. <clears throat> so we would do, we would do Pat's betting corner, but uh, I'm guessing first week of the year you're not ready for it. Ah, uh, well, I, I would say hold on. Right, hold on, hold on. If, if you're I gonna do it, we gotta do it right. <laughs> I did lay a bet down because I just figured, let's face it, even though Bob Riley didn't have a great year with LFC, I have, uh, I have faith in him. Uh, so he, right now, I'm going to, I just put the, I put the money on him uh, for Toronto FC to beat FC Dallas outright, even though Toronto's on the road, because it's a plus 280. So you can win some money there if you uh, lay some money down. Because, I, I mean, Dallas, uh, come on. I mean, I, I think they made some moves, but I just I have no no faith in Dallas. So uh, I have faith in Bob Bradley. Sorry, something real quick for dumping ground because we I don't think Pat and I talked about this. <clears throat> Nomad FC ha- has a new home, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. Hmm. Um, I believe it's now. I believe it's this week. New York oh, City FC LA. is playing at the. Um, whatever they call it, LA Galaxy's stadium, because their matchup this weekend is at LAFC. So they are now playing a home CCL match in LA. MLS Cup champs, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And why we're not embarrassed by that, I have no idea. Because I know there's and, a seg- segment of the fan base who's like, I'm not embarrassed at all. We Our team tries every year. No, we don't. And we and have a real stadium. It's not like Yankee Stadium is busy right now. Right. It's not like it's going to be busy for a while. Yeah. So. All right. So we're good. We're, we're good for this we're segment. Good. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a very, very big. special interview. Yes. Big interview. Huge. So stay with us. And we'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to welcome on two fans of the New York Red Bulls. Hopefully you guys have heard of them. <clears throat> we have Adam and Eric Wrigley, and now their claim to fame is that they are the captain and coach of Bots FC. And hopefully you know the name. It's from BattleBots, and they have a great bot called Shatter, who I, as far as I know won the first match. I haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, I'll Adam, catch you up, Jay. I'll catch yeah. you up. I, I haven't. I had the link on the website. I plan to watch it after we're done with this. So, uh, Adam, Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks. So we we can't spoil our second fight now. I know. <laughs> I was going to too. I, well, I'll mention. Uh, I will mention the opponent was uh, Blacksmith was the second fight. Now you guys, yeah. you guys can talk about it. It's fine. I, I'll watch it anyway. Well, it was. It's important because Blacksmith is a New Jersey robot, so it was a New York New Jersey like rivalry matchup. Uh, so it was a it was a big fight. That was like a price fight in terms of battle <laughs> 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 saying. The rider was on the line. <laughs> so it, it's funny this whole thing kind of got started because I messaged you guys a while back about 
because you guys have scarves and jerseys, which I thought was really cool. And you guys mentioned that you were Red Bulls fans. Now here you are uh, wearing the Red Bulls uh, swag. We all, I think we all swag on except for Jay, but Jay's got his stuff in the background. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you guys just hit you with the with the team. How long you been fans? Uh, I mean, so I, I liked, uh, I grew up in New Jersey. We both grew up in New Jersey. And so fans back when they were the New York, New Jersey Metro stars. Um, and then after college, I moved back down. Um, I was staying in New Jersey, commuting to New York when they were building the new stadium. I said, that's, that looks cool. Um, and the only way to get tickets to the opening game was to buy season tickets at the time. And that would guarantee you tickets to the opening game. And I was like, eh, they're pretty cheap. So I bought two season tickets, um, and then Eric and I had just went to every game for like six years or something. After the <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's it's cool that you're not just like, yeah, we we went to three games once. It's pretty cool. We saw Terry Henry one time. <laughs> no, we we went to a bunch. <laughs> we, were, we were in a one on one. Hell yeah, man! We were yeah. there for a while. Uh, I'm so. Real quick with us, I'm the only guy who's been there since the Metro Stars years. I was a 101 a giant stadium guy. And then uh, Jam Pack came in. Red Bull Arena era, right, guys? Uh, yep. Yeah, it was similar similar story. I saw the stadium and I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Let me uh, check that out when that opens up. So, yeah. Yeah, and me was uh, a friend of mine from work brought me to the game. It was the, uh, what was it, the last game before the World Cup break in 2020 with uh, – Juan Pablo Angel hits that 93rd minute uh, winner against Houston. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so that that sold it for me. So yeah, it was all... cool. It was it was how we became like really good friends. I mean, we're we're brothers, but um, you know, it was right after I graduated college. He was still in college, and and we were going to all these games, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was how we got way closer, and then when we started the robot team we figured we would use our love of soccer as the, the theme uh, for the team when we, we recreated the robot team. Uh, and then that's how bots FC came about and uh, why it's soccer themed was because we went to all these Red Bull games. And, yeah. It's so awesome. So, so let's talk, the, I mean, we're going to talk about the history of the show, but more with you guys, what spawned the idea of let's, let's get together and build a 250 pound robot to destroy things. <laughs> We just have money to burn, apparently. <laughs> I said we have way too much money, and we need to have way less money. Um, the, it was uh, it was similar to it was kind of similar, you know, like in that I used to like the Metro Stars when I was younger, and then I saw the stadium, I was like, all right, I like soccer, and then I and then we got back into it. It was similar with robots. Um, we used I used to love the show when it was on Comedy Central. I was obsessed with it. Um, and by the time I was old enough to make them, it wasn't really on TV anymore uh, at all. What well, it just wasn't, it was canceled. So, um, I went to a couple competitions of smaller weight classes that like weren't on TV back in 2008. Um, and then, uh, went through life, like started going to a lot of soccer games. And I don't know, I just wasn't built, I didn't build any robots after 2008. Then the show came back on the air. In I want to say 2015, 2015, and we said, "Oh right, we like that." <laughs> and now it's on TV. We should do that. I think I think we could beat these guys. Uh, and so that that was a uh, that was kind of it. You know, we, we got reminded of it 
when we saw it again and said, oh, yeah, well, let's do that. I think we could do that. <laughs> it's a, uh, what's each of your background in robotics? Obviously, you just don't. You can, I mean, I just can't go into my garage and, and build something like that. Yeah, we, we collectively on this show have built zero robots. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Technically, I built some. Oh, fucking Jay. <laughs> hey, my computer science major with a quasi-specialization in artificial intelligence had to count for something. Now, granted, it's only a Lego robot, but I still count. <laughs> I'm sure you guys understood whatever the hell he just said. It sounds pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I went to college for mechanical engineering, so I have a BS in mechanical engineering. Um there's a lot of electronic stuff inside, and that wasn't anything we really learned in class that had anything to do with the electronics that are in there. That was just all stuff we learned um, getting into the hobby, talking to people online, reading blogs, that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of even the mechanical engineering that's in the robots is all over the place. It's it's a lot of uh, – it's, it's, again, not even a lot of stuff you learn in school. The, the use cases are crazy. It's really weird. Um, so most of the people, you know, it's maybe like half engineers and half not. Um, so I think you guys could build one if you wanted to, uh, you know, you just go to events, go online. Um, if you've ever played around with RC cars, you figure it out, but Eric's not an engineer. Yeah. No, I'm not an engineer. Uh, I went to school for accounting, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, yeah, I'm literally the one that throws the money away (laughs) in this event. So, so how many times do you say they're just crying into the into the uh, checkbook, looking at all the red? That's they yeah. just <laughs> Oh, it's just brutal. It, the credit card bills, you know, just max them out. You know. <laughs> and you guys... definitely had a few of those seasons where we're like, wait, whose credit card isn't maxed out and can buy this part? <laughs> but back in um, the day, Adam made a lot of money selling those Arsenal tickets that year. Arsenal came. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, there we go. So we that made was a good year from the Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that friendly, that friendly money is some good stuff right there. Oh, it was so good. I think I, we bought like a ton of extra tickets and oh. resold them, but then kept our original seats and went to the game. And it was great. <laughs> we paid for like every season's tickets. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because for years that was that's how like everyone, especially like if you're in the supporter sections, because your tickets were so cheap anyway, and mm-hmm. I, so many people were like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna that's how I'm gonna pay off for next year." One game. Oh, we're playing Chelsea. Great. Here, yeah. You know, I'll sell it to some idiot for six hundred dollars because I'll definitely buy it. Like, not even a question. They will buy my dumb ticket for six hundred bucks. And, and yeah. I don't, I'm like, who cares? You know, I, I don't care about seeing a friendly. That's everyone's mentality. And they're like, yeah, it's not a real game. No one really cares. Yeah. Do you guys have um, sponsors at all? We do. Um, Eric, you want to stand up and, and show off some well, of our sponsors? Um, let's see. I got a Prismere, TMS, Max Amps. Um, those are the big three. And our personal company that doesn't really sell anything on the backs, Koo Swatches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe one day figured, I'll get around to making that. Yeah, I figured if I was going to spend all this money on the pot, we should at least have our own like fake company sponsoring the team. <laughs> They've never caught on to it. No fan has ever asked either. So. Yeah, sure but, uh, that, Pris- that big money sponsor right here, right? That's the big, the million dollar sponsors right there. Yeah. The yeah. So Prismere's are our, our top sponsor. Um, they make all our aluminum parts, uh, which for the robot is, is a lot of it. Uh, the frame of the robot is, um, it's hard to tell in the picture, like how big this robot is. 
but um the frame alone is i think it's the two and a half feet long about two feet wide um and it's about three inches thick it's a solid block of aluminum and almost 90 percent of it is cut away um when they make it so it's like a kind of a hollow pocket that we then fit everything in so they make us two of those a year plus all the other bits that bolt onto it i mean it's hundreds of pounds of of aluminum parts that they, that they make for us um every year so they're an awesome machine shop uh just general like production supply vendor uh tms titanium supplies our titanium and then max amps uh our batteries but yeah we love them we love them all our sponsors are great it's funny you know you mentioned size and i think when you watch the show if you're not a long time like fan so so say pat watched it for the first time it's hard to comprehend how big these bots are you know you really don't realize until you see you guys like rolling them out onto the main (laughs) floor it's like how how can you just what's a good way to describe the size of these things adam has some of the parts so he can show you some of the things um so first off, if you look in the picture in, in behind me, right, and you see how we've got this uh, sort of like blade axe thing, that's four feet long. Oh, my God. Wow. So we have a shorter arm that we usually run that has a hammerhead at the end. It, this one doesn't have it attached, but um, it's kind of coming in and out of the picture. But you can see, like, Good how long this Oh my god. <laughs> um, it's it's a three feet end to end. So it's like a pretty it's longer than a sledgehammer would be, right? The arm alone, just the arm part and the hub weighs like twelve pounds, and then we put like a ten or twelve pound sledge at the end when we when we run this. Um so you know, picture like the strongest person you know swinging a sledgehammer and this is 10 times stronger than that <laughs> um so and our weapons power is on the weekend like it is really weak compared to the spinner robots um but we target weaker areas right we hit people in the top where they're they're less strong so but it's huge right it's huge and um crazy forces this arm is um made of half inch thick titanium um <laughs> so this is just a plate of of grade five titanium the materials are nuts the size is nuts the speed is nuts um it's you know the the weapon will fire it takes when we have a nice a nice looking fire between a quarter and a third of a second for the full swing um end to end and there's so much power in it that the 250 pound robot hops in the air um, even like with magnets even wow. with magnets holding it down with an extra like few hundred pounds of force it's still like lifting it popping it off so um yeah, it's it's just nuts. You know, like when you watch the show and they're they're flying all over like like ragdolls and fly like five, ten feet in the air. I mean just imagine like the amount of force it takes to toss something two hundred and fifty pounds, like ten feet in the air, like immediately. And then it comes back down and bounces and, and keeps running. And you think about like what happens if you were to take like a car and drop it ten feet. <laughs> Not gonna is this a reg like it's uh especially if you drop it upside down, right? So um, it's pretty nuts uh, and it's pretty insane. And I would recommend anyone get out and, and watch an event. If you can't make it out to Las Vegas for BattleBots, um, which hopefully should be filming another season later this year, there's an event in Norwalk called NHRL. Smaller robots, like 30 pounds um, and three pounds. But even that is tons of fun to watch the 30 pounders go at it. It's it's a lot of energy. And then you can imagine in your head what the 250s are like after seeing the 30s. But yeah. Can can you tell everyone about um, 
something called the Mary Special. <laughs> so that's that's the blade that's on it in the photo behind me. This uh, this piece. Um, that's the four foot long. It's like a serrated uh, a serrated four foot long sword um, <laughs> that we used in the fight versus blacksmith, uh, which we made because my girlfriend Mary. Well, she didn't like this hammer arm because sometimes the hammerhead will come off in a fight. It's bad when that happens. And then we're just whacking people with this blunt piece of titanium, right? And it's like, okay, that hurts. That would kill a person, but it doesn't kill a 250-pound robot. <laughs> so um, she said, why doesn't the arm have spikes on it? I'm like, well, titanium with spikes doesn't really do much. It's too soft, right? You need steel. And then we said, well, steel's too heavy because if we made a steel arm, we wouldn't be able to put a hammer at the end. And then we said, oh, well, if the arm is spiky, we don't need a hammer at the end. So we just made this giant four foot long sword. Um, and then we, we named it after her uh, because she inspired it. And it was just tons of fun. I wish I had it, but uh, it's somewhat damaged and in a crate at work because um, I can't store it all in my apartment. It's too small, but um, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so big. When we first got it in the mail, it was like poking out the end of the box. Just this like giant sword. Uh, made out of half-inch hardened steel. It was hilarious. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on, on the sword, Eric, but uh, I, I really liked it. <laughs> so actually, I that was going to go with that. So Eric, on the website, you're listed as the primary weapons operator, right? So you're the guy responsible for swinging that thing during the battles. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how does it feel to be in control of that thing and just absolutely destroy another robot with it? I mean, you, you, you guys saw the first fight. That's yeah. how fun it is. You know, people, people don't understand. I try and explain it. I'm like, it is, it's so fun. Like when you're just whacking away, and you hit the batteries, and the bots, the bot lit up, and I just go absolutely insane. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just so good, you know. And it was amazing. And it, it's kind of difficult to control it. A lot of people are not good at it because the way we have it set up is on the backswing. You just have to like barely touch it for it to go back and not go extremely hard back and i mean half the time i mess up but you know it's just, i just go for it, it. takes a surprising uh, amount of finesse to fire the hammer yeah i everyone is everyone's like oh it's hitting so much harder this year and we haven't made any upgrades <laughs> it's just me just holding it longer or something I think what we'll do, if anyone who hasn't watched the fight, will when we post the link on uh, Twitter, we'll make sure we attach that first fight on there, too. Because okay. you can really, I mean, you see it at work in yeah. that first fight against Sub-Zero. It is something to behold. Oh, and it, I, I wish they used the real sound, because they kind of dub over the sounds. The real sound is, if you go to an, to the event, and like the event's in this big open kind of room, and the echoes that you get when when the hammer misses and hits the steel floor of the arena and you just hear this bang and it like echoes through the like big room that it's in is just like the coolest sound. <laughs> it's just like like stomp to the extreme. <laughs> and it's just not uh you just can't get the same sense watching on TV. Um, so I, I recommend everyone go to the events just to listen to it. It's cool. But yeah, watch the video too because it's it's fun. <laughs> I think we woke up all of Las Vegas when we were testing at like <laughs> nights. We just fired it like 20 times and it's just like ding, like extremely loud. Oh, oh yeah. Because we, we had to test fire it at one point to make sure that we had the reliability down. So we fired it like 
50, 60 times in, in two minutes to make sure it didn't overheat or anything else. And every time we fired it, it was like a gunshot going off. Like everyone was coming out of the pits. They're like, what's all this noise? It's like <laughs> we're hitting this piece of steel. It's like a bell. It's like, <laughs> like it was uh, it was pretty crazy. We have a habit for always making a ton more noise than anyone else uh, whenever we test any of our robots. Just, it's like, certainly very intimidating for the other teams, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention, um, the, the two other things that's very unique about the bot is, so we were watching the second fight, my wife and I said, now don't worry, when those little pieces fly off, that's that's going to happen, that is, that is just a normal thing. So talk a little bit about that, and then that the way that thing drives is very unique as well. Yeah, the little things that come off. So um, when we started like transitioning to battle bots, we'd been building heavyweights for a while, we went to an untelevised, a couple untelevised events, um, one in Florida called Maker Fair, which is called, it's called Robot Ruckus now. We used to go to one in California called Robo Games. Um, I don't think they, they don't do it anymore. And we'd gone to China for a couple events, uh, King of Bots and This is Fighting Robots. So we appeared on some Chinese television shows. It was, it was nuts. Um, I had tens of thousands of followers on like Chinese Twitter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That's a whole different story. But we had to come up with a theme for BattleBots. So up until that time, our theme was, it's a hammer robot. That that was the theme. But when you sign up for BattleBots, it's got to have a little more to it, right? It's got to have its own aesthetic. Um, and we came up with this idea of, like, well, you know, like what do hammers do? Um, we started thinking about earthquakes. Um, and then we said, uh, well, maybe like a mirror might fall in an earthquake. And we're like, yeah, you can shatter mirrors. Shattering mirrors is hammer-esque. So we wanted to name it Shatter, and we wanted to make it look like a shattered mirror. And that's kind of the whole vibe of, of the robot design is like this shattered piece of glass or, or something just turned into an amorphous blob of, of a robot. Um, and the other reason we liked it is because the robot itself, we were one of the design features is what we call a blade of armor. So we really wanted to make this armor that instead of deflecting people, like really heavy steel armor, it would tear away um, and slow down their weapons. So when you hit something hard, there's a big impact. If you hit something soft, the something absorbs it. So our armor would be soft and tear away, similar to in a blade of heat shield when spaceships coming in. The sheet, heat shield tears away and that protects the underlying space capsule. As long as the heat shield's thick enough, you're good to go. Then you replace it every few times or whatever. So the same thing with our armor. As long as the armor's thick enough, they can tear at it, but the fight's only three minutes long. So as long as we have enough, they can't get through. Um, and it's so soft, they can't get a good bite on us. They can't toss us as easily. They can't um, give us as much shock. So even we do go flying a similar amount, They've applied the force over a longer period of time, so the G loads are shorter. Um, the spinners overheat when they do it too much because it's like applying so much force. So anyway, the ablative armor was just uh, it went with our theme, um, and it was just something we had been testing out at smaller weight classes, and we really wanted to go all the way with it. Then we covered it in triangles um, because when the plastic gets torn up, uh, it's really ugly. Um, and judges uh, don't like that. And when you come into the fight at the beginning, the robot's supposed to look brand new. But the plastic armor, even when it's just a little bit damaged, looks really bad. So we cover it with shiny plastic triangles uh, so that it looks nice and new when we bring it into the arena. <laughs> so shiny plastic triangles are, are just decorative. Um, they're effectively paint. 
but instead of using paint, we just use these really thin, shiny plastic triangles. So it looks really cool. And then they go flying off. Um, basically, they just cover up all the, the damage and make the robot look cool and nice and new when we start. Um, but the shiny triangles, they don't do anything other than other than look cool. Um, <laughs> but the plastic underneath is is the ablative armor that that tears away. And then the just off went to the theme of 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 shattering, so the robot shatters. And, yeah, that might be a longer answer than you. Want. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's the wheels too, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, the wheels. That's shorter. Um, I love these wheels. They're cool. They're called Mechanum wheels. Uh, they let us drive sideways. I might have one. Um, let's see. He's got a lot of parts in his uh, basement. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. I'm very excited about this. So uh, this is one of our wheels. Um, this is called a Mechanum wheel. Sometimes we call them Mechanum Omni wheels. They let us drive omnidirectionally. We can drive sideways. So there's all these rollers. These are just like free spinning rollers on here. Um, but when we move, we have four of them. When we move them in different ways, it pulls us sideways like a screw, basically. Um, so why do we do this? Well, driving sideways is really cool. Um, they do kind of limit our pushing force a little bit, which is why we have magnets to hold us down. That gets the pushing force back. But the big thing was a lot of people online said we couldn't do it. They're like, that's a dumb idea. Um, you'll never be successful if you use those wheels. Um, like only a moron would make a robot with wheels like that. That's the dumbest idea ever. And I said, screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going to make it and it's going to be good. Um, so I just thought they were cool. And I wanted to prove some people wrong on the internet that that's, that's basically the story. That's kind of the story of the whole robot. People said the plastic armor wouldn't work. People said a hammer wouldn't work. People said the wheels wouldn't work. And we, uh, the motors that we used, those weren't going to work, obviously. And I just said, I think we don't, I think it'll work. <laughs> don't worry. You can curse on the show. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's, that's all good. Well, what's better than proving people on the internet wrong? I mean, that's, that's, exactly. that's, that's what we go for. That's like our team motto. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I got a question. I mean, assuming you start at the bottom, so I assume maybe there was a lost match somewhere along. What do you? What's your reaction when a robot you put so much work into gets destroyed? I mean, like, like what is the reaction to that? <laughs> so we've lost a few fights. Um, we've had a few fights that have been uh, like five digits of damage done, um, which is Oof. depressing. To have that much in like less than two minutes, just <laughs> yeah, it, it varies um, from sad to very angry. <laughs> the reaction for me, it's it's weird because it's the point of the game, right? You go out there, you're you're kind of trying to do that to the opponent. We like to win without causing a ton of monetary damage. We kind of feel bad when we cause too much monetary damage. Like I like when we can just hit a belt. And then the robot doesn't work anymore because the, the motor's spinning and it's not connected. Like that's kind of what it's designed to do is just take out the weak points. Um and then win the fight because of the way the judging rules and, and such are. Um so it's not really designed to cause someone to completely explode, although it sometimes happens uh, if we hit a battery. Um we'll we burst a, a few robots actually in into flames. Um, but not totally on purpose. But anyway, how does it feel when it, when it happens to us? Uh, it sucks. I don't know. That nobody, nobody <laughs> likes it. When you have a really good fight, sometimes you'll have a really great fight and you lost and you're like, man, we lost, we lost a lot of money, but that looked so cool. <laughs> you know, so that, that's, that's when it's good. 
if it if you lose you lose really bad and it didn't even look cool that's that's when i get upset but usually usually when we lose it still looks cool so i'm at least okay with that like i'll get a cool photo out of it or a gif or something you know and it might be it's a ten thousand dollar gif you know, but um, maybe I can sell them as an NFT or something. I was about to say, you just start selling this NFT, bring those money, bring the money in. Um, all right, I have a couple more questions about BattleBots, then we'll talk some Red Bull soccer. I, I, was, I could talk yeah. about this for another hour, honestly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe halfway through the season, we'll start doing it again. I, I think Truman just, just uh, announced the BattleBots podcast. Yeah, I, I could definitely do it. I love BattleBots so much. Um, just a couple more questions. Um, how much time do you guys get between fights? So at, at BattleBots, you tend to get at least a day, at least 24 hours, unless it's the finals, like the final, final, final fight. Then you might have less than a day. But usually they try to give you at least a day. Now, it might not be a full 24 hours um, as you get later in the tournament, but usually at least a day. Earlier in the tournament, it might be two days um, or even three between fights. So BattleBots has a lot going on. There's 60-something robots, and there's only one arena. Um, and with all the intros and outros and interviews and cleaning and such, it, it can take a while to put a fight on. So um, you, you have a lot of time to repair at, at BattleBots, so, which is great. Now, if you go to Robo Games, you go to NHRL, you go to Florida, you could fight six times a day. Um, wow, and you, you might only have 20 minutes from one fight to, to a next so when we go to BattleBots, it's, it's luxurious for us because we're used to fighting six times a day. <laughs> we, we had a, a day at the NHRL, the Norwalk one, where we had two fights in 20 minutes at 1 a.m. in the morning after we oh were there my for God. 15 hours. And you can imagine that we were not thinking very clearly at that point. <laughs> so we, we woke up the next day. We lost both the fights like horribly. And we woke up the next day and we're like, you know, if we had done – blank it was some really simple thing we we probably would have won those fights yeah <laughs> i just could not think clearly at all <laughs> yeah all right so my oh, last wow. question about battle bots and then we're going to talk red bulls um can you just talk about farouk and how cool he is how cool his intros are do you think he'll do an intro for our podcast and how do i hang out with that guy <laughs> well he's on he's on cameo yeah. so i think he would do an do intro it. for you done done um, we don't really yeah, hang out with much though. He doesn't. Yeah, he's so cool. He doesn't talk to us. <laughs> he, he tries really hard to keep his voice like you know at top shape. You know, he's really he is like a voice actor, and he was on a few TV shows, and so he tries not to talk too much when the fights aren't going on, and he, he's really professional about it. You know, his, yeah. his job. He really likes it. He's he's a great guy though. I, I think that's what makes it's it's what makes part of the show too, right? Like the presentation, obviously, especially with BattleBots, mm-hmm. especially this year, you guys had the fans back, which I think was awesome. I think two seasons ago, you had the other teams in in the building, which was cool. But having the fans makes such a difference. But having the announcers, the bot whisper, you know, it, it's it's really cool to have a really great group of people. And I think Farouk makes it. Kenny Florian's great. Like his commentary is fantastic. Um, so it makes a great it makes a really cool presentation. Yeah, having the fans back was was great. Um, you know, it was weird last year. There were people in the stands, but it was like other builders, and it was very sparse. And so having all the fans back was was great. It's weird for us because like we're regular guys. You know, no one I've been recognized once out 
in public, <laughs> not at a robot event. But yeah. when I go to a robot event, when I go to BattleBots, people want my autograph, and I'm like, it's weird. It's cool. I'll, I'll sign anyone's anything. I, I, I love it. But it's just the, uh, you know, we're celebrities when we go to these places. Then we go home and nobody knows who we are. So it's great. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. The other day I commented on Reddit something. They're like, wait a minute. You're the guy on the team? You come here? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, used to just be a regular fan. And then I got on the show. <laughs> yeah. Right, like Thierry, I was going to say, it sounds like Thierry Henry when he came to, to New York. And he's like, man, I like being in New York because not a lot of people know me, so I can just be a regular <laughs> guy around here. <laughs> We're on a subway and no one cares. <laughs> All right, so this is our season preview show. So, uh, Adam, Eric, uh, what do you think was, uh, knock on wood, the best move so far <laughs> in the offseason? Uh, I think, um, oh, the guy we got from, the Florida team. I'm blanking on his name. Morgan? Is that his last name? Uh, Lewis or Morgan? I can't remember which order it's in. <laughs> Morgan, yeah. Yeah, he he's probably the better guy. I don't know about the Brazilian dude from wherever the hell we got him from. We you never know. do with Brazilian yeah. players. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he got a Brazilian guy from Poland. Maybe, you know, he's something, but hopefully, you know, Morgan <laughs> can do something in the I always felt like we tried to get an unknown South American player like all the time, and then we never it would never pan out. But we kept trying. Maybe one day. I'll tell you guys a funny story where I work. I work at a car dealership, so we have the guys who do all the reconditioning on the vehicles, and they're all you know from Brazil and everything. And the one guy, I said, I we signed this player. Can you tell me anything about him? And he just looks, he looks at the phone. I show him the pictures. He's like. Is it good? I said, I don't know. Can you tell me? I, I don't know him. I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> this yeah. guy is knee deep in Brazilian soccer. He has no idea who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think our scouts reaction are like, yeah, we found a Brazilian guy. He plays in third division in uh, Ivory Coast. Should we sign him? Like, Get him on this team now. We need him. Yeah, that, that's a- <laughs> you, you forgot the qualifier of one name, though, right? If it's a two-name player, mm-hmm. then no, we can't sign him. <laughs> yeah. We only when, have. when we signed like Andreas Ivan from like the fourth tier of Germany and everyone's like, Oh boy, we got him. And I'm like, who, who is he? Did he ever score even a goal? I don't think so. Maybe one. I don't know. I was excited last year when we got Fabio. I was very Oh yeah. Excited. He had the great name. Yeah. So, right. It was a good name. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get like, enough of a run out of it though. Yeah. Great, great name, yeah. shitty player. <laughs> You think soccer? You think anyone in soccer changes their name so that they become a more appealing soccer player? You know, like um, people always have stage names in acting because they're like, well, this name will be more appealing. It'll sound more famous. Do soccer players do that? Like, like was Fabio his real name, or was he like, this is this is the name for a soccer? Player. <laughs> That's the, I think when he picked that name, he's like. I heard this guy is super cool. He's like on the cover of books. They're like, yeah, but he got hit in the face by a bird on a roller coaster. He's like, I yes. don't care. I want to be that guy. Like, that's my guy. Adam's, Adam's that was story. my Halloween costume a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, he let his hair down. He's got the... <laughs> it was deep cut. Was, yeah, I, I, I bloodied my face. I embroidered the... Um, was it Mott's Bear? Whatever weird roller coaster place he was at. I embroidered yeah. the logo of that park on a blue shirt. It looked exactly like him. I had my hair down. 
Um, and I was at a party with a bunch of young people, and not many people got that. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Um, sorry. So last year, the Red Bull. Oh, my girlfriend Mary was the was the goose. That. Oh my God! I thought she was going to be the girl sitting next to Fabio with like the shocked no, no, face. No. I thought that was the way to go. <laughs> the goose. That is incredible. Um, all right, so last season with the Red Bulls, right? They did as I predicted, and that's why I have this prediction title belt right here, guys. Just so you guys know, that's why I have this on my shoulder. I like to rub it into my co-hosts. Um, they did what I thought they were going to do, and that was kind of just make the playoffs. Just yeah, get in. Uh, this year, they're coming back with a lot of returning players, young talent. I mean, most of the kids are young, but Caden Clark is coming back. For you guys, like realistic thoughts about what you think their season's going to look like this year. I'm hoping they actually shoot the ball on net. That playoff game, that's for sure. Uh, I, you know, I, I, it's so tough with them. You know, on paper they got you know some good players, but do they transition into this team well? Like, does that Lucinius guy actually have a good year, or does he just turn into the next you know Degau or whoever that guy we got that was Kaku's brother? The Kaku, who's the guy we got? Degau, remember him? He was the defender. He was somebody's oh, brother. He was, um, was Kaka's brother. brother? Kaka's brother. Oh, yeah. He, like, played, like, one game. <laughs> or I don't even remember him, honestly. No he one was, does. Don't worry. Exactly. Yeah, I only remember the real bad players. Really so. bad, yeah. <laughs> so, there were, there you know, a lot the of Salzies of the world and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm hoping he does well, but I looked at his numbers, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect here. <laughs> So, you know, if the defense is good and somebody figures out a way to score some goals, then I think, you know, it would be great to finish in the top four. But realistically, I mean, you know, it, I hope they make the playoffs, but I, I wouldn't even bet on it, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. You are in, you're know. in the Pat McDonald world right here as he nods yes. That is the world <laughs> you're living in right now. <laughs> I mean, what has this team done to prove they're going to be any good? Nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's this guy might work out. I don't know. <laughs> Did they it's just a- lose 6-1 six, six, in preseason? Yeah. Something great? I, I, I think uh, my prediction is going to be more vague. I, I I think they have a good shot at making the playoffs, and I'll tell you why. Because um, whatever the Red Bulls do, it's going to be heartbreaking. And I think that the more heartbreaking thing for them to do is to make the playoffs and then lose in an even more ridiculous way than last year, because that would be the most Metro possibly end, possible ending. So I, I could see a Cinderella run um, that where they're actually winning – uh, going into the 90th minute of like the Eastern Conference final or maybe the final of the whole thing. And then they let up a goal and then let up an immediate goal in extra time and then don't even make it to overtime because they end up losing. That's, that's the type of ending I'm expecting. I don't know exactly <laughs> where that's going to happen. Maybe it'll even be the last game of the season where they're on the brink of the playoffs or something, but there's going to be a crazy, ridiculous turn of events in the last game that goes from you thinking they're going to win Oh my god! To just a terribly heartbreaking loss. That's that's my prediction for the season, and I don't want to make that prediction. I really want them to do well, but I know they're just gonna break my heart again. If any players listen to this, please, 
please just do not break our heart ever again. Just win the <laughs> cup this year. Just go in like every fight I go into, I just say, screw it. We're going to beat that team. You know, it doesn't always happen, but that's always my attitude. And so you are not they're designated no- players and whatnot. Just pretend you are and everything will go right. They don't care. Everybody, they've been just told by everybody, like, oh, you might make it to Leipzig someday. And I don't know. <laughs> all right, so you get loaned back. <laughs> so will you guys join us in the pact? Uh, so for years, and as you can see, uh, I don't have this tattoo, and Pat's always high and dry, that if the Red Bulls win the title, I will get a Red Bulls tattoo, and Pat will jump into the river. He'll jump into the Passaic River. He does, he's not even messing around. <laughs> right right after they win the title, I don't even care how cold it is. Nope. Uh, what, what's, what's something you can insane you think you could actually do? Would you take Shatter and just drive it around loops around Red Bull Arena <laughs> if if they win the championship? We have to get different wheels. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but you know, are there, they, you know, they did kind of develop that area. It's not quite as undeveloped as it used to be, so it might be a little more difficult to do that. But I think you could probably get away with that on like a holiday or something. <laughs> So if they win the title, for sure we'll do we'll do something, man. What do you think we should do if they win the title? I'm trying to think what what can we do. I'm not getting a Red Bulls tattoo. That's not, but if, <laughs> if we win with Bots FC, if if Bots FC wins, I'm gonna get a Bots FC tattoo. Maybe I already have it. Who knows? Oh, oh <laughs> what a tease! Uh, That's professional. That means right on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I already have one, maybe it's on his ass. Um. But uh, yeah, not, not get a rebel tattoo. But what what can we do? I mean, I was gonna say, oh, well, we could stick like a Red Bulls logo on the robot or something. But we, they, I don't know if the network would let us. We'd have to get permission. Um, I don't know if we put it on the bottom. Oh, <laughs> well, there it goes. It's Secret. it's it's on the actual protective part of the robot, right? So when the little plastic triangle comes off, oh hey, we didn't know it was there. We didn't realize we left it on there. We didn't Sabotage. realize you put Red Bulls logos <laughs> in the back of every triangle. Oh no. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Um, that's actually funny. We could sell sponsorship spots on the back <laughs> of the triangle, so when they fall off, that's that's not a good, that's not a bad idea. Ooh, then we're gonna podcast logo on the back of one of the. I was gonna triangles. say how much is how much is one of the triangles? <laughs> how much per triangle? <laughs> a back of the triangle sponsorship logo, uh, uh, maybe like five hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> the Patreon money coming in, right? We get like five dollars a month. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we create a NYCFC like bullshit robot and just have you smash the shit out. Yeah, there we go. We'll make a giant yeah. pigeon and we'll just smash it. <laughs> All right. So what we'll do is when this year before NYCFC, yeah, we'll just make something stupid. We'll just please record it. Just have Shatter destroy something with right. that logo on it. Definitely. I would kill for that. Definitely. All right. Okay. I, I, I like I like this. This is good. Yeah. All right, th- we're going to make this happen. We're going to go through the schedule. Uh, we're going to find something with NYCFC that, that Shatter can destroy with the Mary special, if you don't mind, right? If you're going to go, you got to go all out. <laughs> I, I think it's in good enough shape to destroy uh, to destroy a logo, yeah. Oh, now, see? See, it took us a while for this interview, but we've – I think we've come up to something pretty <laughs> solid. Now, now I'm excited. Yeah. This interview I, was always going to end with the robot destroying something. Yes, right. <laughs> just... All right, so guys, um, you, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Given how long oh. this 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 interview is, we're just going to go into our last segments. We're screw it. We're just going to have them stay I, that's on. That's a great idea. Oh, the, Jay, you are so smart. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you were honestly very, very smart. I like where this is going. I like how he's puffing me up for this already. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to disappoint me with the belt later on. Because so. Adam and Eric are like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but don't worry, don't worry. They're going to be all in on this as well. You know, that's not a bad idea to have uh, honorary uh, prediction members. I think we did try this when we were on Symmetro, and it kind of worked. But, but guys, just I, I don't want, I don't want to just ruin your night. But two-time champion in a row, you guys aren't taking this, okay? <laughs> you can try, you can try every week, but this thing, when you predict mediocrity every season, you keep the title belt with you. Just, just saying. Wait, no, no, you're not two-time in a row. I, I won in 2020. Uh, no, sir. Wait, come yeah. on. No, I'm sorry. I won. No, because we went to your wedding. I had. Wait, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My timeline's all screwed up. No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we haven't even gotten all my props yet that I brought for this. Oh, that's oh. right. You forgot about the all props. Right. All right. So let's um, do this. We're gonna. We're gonna do. What we're gonna do is you're gonna get your props first. ready, and Jay's gonna introduce what we're gonna do for the final section, which is really just a prediction. So get your props. Jay, set us up. Okay. So time for our first prediction of the year. We got. The Red Bulls traveling to San Jose opening weekend, Saturday, February 26th, 6 p.m. As we all know, predictions, the champion goes first, unfortunately. So, Truman, you're up first. What's your prediction for the game at San Jose? Red Bulls love draws, right? They love draws to start the year. I mean, that's that's how the Red Bulls do it. And if I'm going to start defending my mediocre uh, prediction title, it's going to be a mediocre 1-1 draw. You, you, you know, you say mediocre prediction. I feel like we now need the Red Bull rant, like intercontinental title version of a belt. <laughs> the, that mid-card belt. <laughs> the mid-card belt. <laughs> the mid-card well, we don't title. need to water down the belt. <laughs> no, maybe like whoever gets the most draws right gets that belt. <laughs> uh, Eric, just if you see if you have a prop, just put it up there. Don't, okay. don't worry about so it. Speaking of mediocre, I have an autograph ball from Eric Alexander. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember when at the end of the season, the last home game of the year, they, they tossed these balls into the stands, right? Yep. And so we were running around the stadium. We run all the way from 101 to like the other side and we're in a section and this ball just rolls to me, this Eric Alexander ball. I pick it up. I immediately get tackled to the ground by some <laughs> guy and he throws two punches at me for this ball. Oh my God. And I was like, Jesus oh. Christ. You know, what did you do? And he, he like walked away. <laughs> so I always have that memory of uh, Eric Alexander. And speaking <laughs> was, of mediocre, they're gonna lose two to one. <laughs> there we go. That's that's a fit, Jay. You better put that in. That's an official prediction. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I gotta take this in. All right, Adam, you can you can go ahead while I, t- while I type in Adam's prediction for Eric. Something. All right. So, uh, so I have to come up with a different prediction. I can't predict the same thing. No, you can predict the same thing. Same. Because, I mean, I did really want to say 1-1 one, one tie. That just feels okay. so right. Um, <laughs> but you see, you see, when you're going for a belt, especially early in the year, it doesn't hurt to copy him, right? Because you just stay level with him. That's, that's the key. I just, if, if I was doing this, you know, I feel like I would just guess 1-1 one, one tie every week. That's I feel right. like that, <laughs> that's a winning strategy here. Um, but I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm going to go – I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to predict – I'm going to, I'm going to, if this is right, then it's going to be wild. I'm going to predict a 4-1 win. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. The, the first reverse on re of the year. Mm-hmm. 
You know, if that happens, if, if that happens, we are shipping you a Rebel Rant sticker, and you're putting it on the fucking robot. There's, I would, need, to, I would, need, to, I would need to, I would need to make Rebel Rant sticker first. If they went four one. We're flying to San Jose and setting up that giant long bar that they have. <laughs> you know, I think I, I, feel, I, was out there I, I don't. I think I think it could happen because nobody thinks this could happen, right? They could come in and uh, that this, you know, we don't need to play defense against this team, and then maybe you know, oh, who knows? I, I mean, even Struber is not expecting much this year, so who knows? <laughs> That's their coach. It's sad, really. It is. Um, all right, so I gotta go next. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go the reverse, Eric Alexander. I'm going with a two-one win, just because. <laughs> we had we had a reverse on re. Let's go with the reverse, Eric Alexander. I mean, first game of the year. Obviously, who knows what's gonna happen, but might as well be somewhat hopeful. Yeah. All right, Pat. Last, last one's up to you. All right, so I think one thing that Rebel likes more than draws, boring ass draws, is falling flat on their face out of the gate, and uh, they're playing a terrible team in uh, San Jose. So what they love more than anything else is one nothing losses that are boring as shit. Two terrible teams <laughs> on the opening game of the season. So one nothing loss to San Jose out in San Jose. Damn. All right, we're all a little unique. That's fine. I, I can appreciate that. All right. Uh, Eric, Eric, I thought you had another prop in there. It, what I was I saying? Because if it's something what I I thought it was going to be. It is. You remember this sign? The oh, my bet, Lord. That's like, real. Oh my. Sign. <laughs> you guys remember this from, like, 2014? We had two of these in 101. That is yeah. amazing. And you're the guys <laughs> that started the whole, like, big head sign, like, trend that year. <laughs> So that was more gigantic. Yeah. I actually thought that was going to be a giant Will Bales hat, but I, that, that, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's bad at boss talk. Every oh, day. It was it was back. There was no controversies around Mike Pecky back then. He was just a cool coach, and we liked him, and we made big heads. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't love Mike Pecky. So, uh, real quick before before we wrap up, he came to one of the um, the ESC parties, uh, Christmas parties. That dude, when he was just before he took over, the year before he took over as being coach, that guy just hung out with us like, oh, so what would you guys think of that game? Well, and we're like, why this? Time? Well, you know, when Thierry didn't, didn't make the um, – he didn't take the free kick. And they let – what's his name? Take the free kick. And, of course, he shanked it wide. And they were like, why doesn't Thierry Henry take – well, they thought it would take everyone out, you know, surprise everybody. Really? That was the plan? He thought well, it was going to take everybody surprise? It did surprise everybody. Sure. This surprised us because it came right at the fans, so you didn't even come close to the goal. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like it's such. It's a good plan if any of your other players could get it on goal. On goal, you know, like if you could just hit it at the net, it would have been a great plan. It's just unfortunate <laughs> because Thierry Henry was the only one who had the capability of of getting it on net. <laughs> at that point, it, it sucks. Roy Miller was a steady left back for years, but he'll forever be remembered for that free kick. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's tough. All right. So where can we guys find you on social media? Just bots FC, um B O T S F C um on pretty much everything on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um on Twitter it's slightly different. It's B O T S underscore F underscore C because someone else stole bots F C and then got banned yeah. from Twitter. So oh we couldn't get it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. 
I see Eric's got another prop here. Yeah, one last know, prop. This, this, this is from the home opener, 2010, Chicago. You know how they always did the practice kicks at 101. And they didn't really know to like, oh, you got to throw the ball back and whatnot. So somebody <laughs> kicked one like directly at me. And I had like wide receiver gloves on. And I just snagged it and dropped it down. And they had no idea where the ball went. So I had this ball from the <laughs> opening game against Chicago. And definitely a pretty good Hablani. You know, never actually used it. But, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite uh, prop for, you know. <laughs> Never legitimate salvage. It's legitimate salvage. That's that right. ball. Yeah. Hey, Maritime Operations says if you find it, you keep it, right? So. Yeah. It was right. Um, the players, uh, you know, the one time I sat down and I think Henri kicked one into the stands and it hit me directly in the knee. <laughs> that was hilarious. We like had just gotten there and we sit down and Eric looks away and Henri just blasted one over the crossbar. We sat in like dead center row like what were we in we're like we're eight or eight? nine or something we're yeah dead dead in the middle we're always like row eight dead center and uh just blasted right that he was like limping for a week <laughs> yeah. one of our listeners um, he knows who he is when he listens to this episode took a Thierry Henry practice shot into the junkus <laughs> because he was right on the he was right behind the goal on the right hand side and it, I think it was before a play I think it was before a playoff game I think um, right in the junkus right I mean straight shot down he went uh, he knows who he is and I'm not gonna say his name but he knows who he is <laughs> that's hilarious um, we never had quite that close of a call I think someone got hit in the head once I don't remember but that probably uh, happened. Yeah, <laughs> we get hit in the head with flags a lot. You used to get whacked with flags that, a lot back. When that happened all the time. I probably have a concussion or two from that. <laughs> you know? That's that's part of the course for being in that section. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap it up on our end. Uh, you can visit us patreoncom slash rant. What bucks? One buck a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as monthly wrap up, live post game, anything you decide to do. Uh, RedBullRant at gmail.com is the email address. 973-348-5329 if you want to leave a voicemail. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant. What was that? They won't. No, they <laughs> won't. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep renewing that voicemail number. It's there. Yo, we'll have Farouk call in that number. Oh, dude, I'd pop so hard yes. for that. It'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at RedBullRant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, uh, YouTube Music. I guess it's on there. I don't remember putting that there. Uh, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And there, that's that's the nice Shatter Scarf. I actually think I might buy that, by the way. That's nice. Uh, sold out, correct? It is, it is unfortunately sold out. Um, we'll be doing another round. Um, we've had, we made, I think, 400 of these this color, two or 400 of this color, but we're gonna, we're gonna change it up for next season. So we'll have a, we'll make a colorful version instead of the black and white, I think. There we but, go. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe It'll a red and white version. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Last words for anybody before we get out of here. My last words, I'll let these guys, if they want to sign off too, but my last words is that I hope we drive Shatter right into San Jose and drive a <laughs> spike right through that stupid team because um, I think that's the only way we're going to be able to win a, uh, an opening game this year. Well, they are the earthquakes, right? So it's perfect for Shatter. Right? Yeah. It's Kismet. <laughs> there you go.
Uh, my last words are that I really hope my prediction of the season is wrong and that the Red Bulls win. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Uh, so hopefully I, I jinxed their ability to break our hearts by predicting it. Maybe it's a, you know, it's, it's a good luck jinx. Maybe that'll happen. Um, and also watch BattleBots, uh, Thursday nights at, uh, 8 p.m. on Discovery or anytime on Thursdays on Discovery Plus. <laughs> Uh, uh, my, plug. Yeah. my last word is at one point in time I was good at predictions with the Bundesliga I came in third <laughs> in fantasy Bundesliga the first year they did it and they sent me this Max Hummels autograph ball so <laughs> <This guy. laughs> I got all the good props here but yeah we will see um, hopefully all the players listen into this podcast and really try to perform well and not play up to their transfer values so (laughs) give us a good year get get the cup i don't want any more um any more of the hubcaps we got enough of them so (laughs) go get the cup this year yeah uh my last words are i expect the rebels fall flat out of the gate and then shatter malfunctions and destroys my car for some reason (laughs) just to add fuel on the pain yeah you need a new car yeah Jake, right. I have a new car right now. I don't need a new car. <laughs> well, insurance pay for it. You'll be fine. All right. So for Pat Truman, Adam, Eric, and myself, this has been episode 386 of Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Lights. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>